my testimony. Uh, we've been in this series talking about uh, the goodness of God and all that God has done and how he continues to move in our life. Uh, whenever there is, uh, the Bible tells us, whenever there is great darkness that's happening, whenever there's uh, 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 wickedness that's happening all around us, and as the darkness begins to increase and it seems like it's, it's at an all-time high, and it says when, when, when that darkness abounds, the grace of God abounds so much more. Okay, so when we see all the things that's taking place that are being publicized, that is in our face, the things that we're seeing, please understand that the other side of that is that it is an opportunity for the grace of God and for, for, for the glory of God to abound so much more. Well, what's the difference and how do we know that? How do, how do we, uh, are we assured that that's happened outside of what the, the word of God says? And this is the thing that I began to struggle with and I realized uh, uh, as I, I talked about in the past two, uh, uh, two weeks ago, um, whenever darkness and great gross darkness begins to, to get uh, uh, magnified, we're hearing about it through the many platforms that has been set up for us to recognize that it's happening. Whenever something horrible happens, there are 50 different ways that you can find out about it. Every social media platform will talk about it. Uh, uh, every news outlet will talk about it. If you're a person who, who, who reads the paper, it will be in the paper. If you watch TV, it will be on the TV. It doesn't matter wherever it is that you turn, it will be in your face. However, when great things happen to people of God, when miracles happen, when these things are happening, that don't seem to make the news. That's not in the newspaper. That's not on every social media feed every six seconds. There's a saying that um, my wife told me uh, uh, two years ago. It says, if it bleeds, it reads. Anything that is, is shocking and awe in a negative way, they will make sure that it's put in your face. But the moment you start talking about Jesus, the moment you start talking about the goodness of God, those things aren't as magnified. Why? Because we live in a world of sin and we live in a world where these things uh, are, aren't uh, uh, what they want to hear. So I wanted to take a couple of weeks and later I'll talk about how we will use our platform as a church and as our platforms to put forth what God is doing in people's lives. The scripture I want to read for you, please start the clock. The scripture I want to read for you is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 through 25. It says, let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. He says, hold on to it. Without moving to the left, without moving to the right, he says, hold on to it. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. He says, hold on to that. Hold on to it, understanding that God is reliable, that he is trustworthy, and he is faithful to his word. And then it says this. Let us consider thoughtfully how we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds. 
Not forsaking meeting together as believers for worship and instruction as is the habit of some, but check this out, but encouraging one another all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. Encouraging one another all the more faithfully. Paul is saying that in these times of gross darkness that we should be testifying even more consistently now because there are more people that need hope. There are more people that need encouragement. There are more people that need to know the love of Jesus as the time draws nearer for his return. As the world gets crazier and crazier, it's easy to focus on the craziness of the world and focus all on what the enemy is doing. But something happens when we shift our focus from seeing that to seeing that all that God is doing in our lives and around us. Something happens when that shift takes place. As one person begins to shift and see what God is doing and one family begins to shift and see what God is doing and one neighborhood and one community and one city begins to change their focus from this world to what God is doing in the believers in and around us. Psalms chapter 71. Psalms chapter 71, verse 15. He says, My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God, I will come. He says, I will remind them of your righteousness and yours alone. Oh God, from my youth, you have taught me and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to the old age and gray hairs, God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all of those to come. David said, Lord, don't even let me leave here until I tell a whole nother generation about how good you are. He says, I will not stop. He says, even from my youth, he says, my mouth will tell of your righteous acts. So even to the old age, to the gray hairs, to the no hairs, whatever category we might find ourselves in, he says, don't let me go until I tell them all. Until I tell them what you've done. Because something happens when we tell people about what God has done in us. He says, stir up one another. He says, encourage one another. Because I know for the many years that I've been in church, sometimes I roll in on a Sunday and I need encouragement myself. Okay, that's only five of y'all. Sometimes the rest of y'all be having great weeks, huh? The enemy don't be doing nothing to y'all, huh? I pray for you. But for me, 
sometimes life gets hard Monday through Friday. And I'm trying to make it to Sunday or Saturday and I can't. I'm trying. Lord, if you could just get me in the building, Lord, I think I'm going to be all right. I wish they had church every day because I just need to get, I just, if I could just get in there, Lord. And you get in there and you get to talking and you get, get to talking to your people and you start seeing your people and you start seeing the smile on the face and somebody come up and say, how you doing? And you're like, child, let me tell you. But, and they're like, well, let me tell you what he did for me. And as they begin to tell you what God has done, you know, you, you, you feel a little lighter. You, you feel a little encouraged more now because you know that if God could do it for them and he's doing it for them, that it's only a second till it gets to your turn. And now you expect excited and now you ready to go and now you feel like you can keep moving because you have been encouraged. Why? Because someone thought of outside of their self to share what God has done for them. To share how God woke them up. To share how God healed them. To share how God made provision for them. And you're like, oh, oh, I'm in need of provision right now. And isn't it awesome how much God loves us that he puts people in your path. He puts people in your path that's right along what you need. You're like, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm not feeling well today. Well, let me tell you, I wasn't feeling well at the beginning of this week, but let me tell you what I did. I went in there and I proclaimed my healing and, and I took whatever I was supposed to take. I prayed over it. I went in there and you know what? I don't even feel it no more. I'm fine. I'm good to go. I had to come to church to tell somebody about what God did. So first week we told you about the story of the limitless uh, church in our new home and we're excited about that and I have the privilege and the honor this week to uh, bring forth a, a one of my, I call a, a, a firecracker. Uh, and if you know who I'm talking about, you know why we call it that. Um, uh, uh, Ryan, you guys can bring that out. I'm going to welcome Miss Christina Vega up to the stage this morning. If we can make some noise. Thank you, boys. Daddy putting y'all to work the first day. I like it. I like it. Um, woo woo! You ready? I'm just saying now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> Thank you, Miss. Is, is that is it too tall for you? Uh, it's okay. It's all right. It's no, a I'm, still, I'm too excited, y'all. Y'all ain't ready for this. How much time we got? I need another hour on the clock. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're gonna be alone, Christina. You're gonna be by yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm excited. Miss Christina um, has been with us since pre-launch. Um, and uh, I remember I met Miss Christina at one of our launch parties uh, we had at um, Morgan's Mill Coffee. Uh, and she came up. And let me tell you, ever since that week, Miss Christina has been a blessing to our life, uh, not only for our church, but to me and my wife as well. Just the, the presence that she comes up with. I'm from the South. I'm already loud. I'm loud by myself. I just, you know, I see I'm with y'all. I got to turn it down because... But when I get, you know, with, with my people, I'm loud. But Miss um, Christina, when she comes up, it's like, bow, it's in your face. <laughs> and you got to take it or leave it. Because it ain't, it ain't going to change. And, um, but the Lord has, has, has just brought Miss Christina from, from a, a, a place. 
and I'm going to let her, uh, her tell about that. Um, but first, um, introduce yourself, tell the people who you are, let them know about, because we got new people here, they don't know nothing about oh, you yet. So, okay. so, 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 so yeah, so please oh, okay, introduce okay. yourself. Go ahead. I'm Christina. I am the guest services coordinator here at Limitless Church. I'm the firecracker, the loud one. Uh, I'm approaching my mid-30s. I have two kids. One's out here helping us clean up right now. Um, Shout I out to Carlos. Him, my pride and joy. And then I have a little baby, Jonah, six years old. A lot of you probably have seen him run around. He likes to run around and hug everybody. That's yes, his, he does. That's his little thing. He just be hugging everybody. Um, what all do I need to say right now? That's good. We'll move on. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Let's move on. So, so, so you've been serving here, yep. um, and now, uh, and this is, you know, this is even a sidebar. How does it feel now to have your, your sons here with you serving? Man, I'll tell you, I never thought that my son would be out here helping us. Five weeks in a row? Yeah. Five weeks in a row. Okay, five weeks in a row. Now... To tell you God is faithful, God is so faithful. There's been many times where I felt like I would lose him to the streets or I was defeated when it came, grew up without a father. It was just him and I his whole life. And I remember uh, not too long ago with Lana, I'm like, man, you know, what? Like, my son, like, I don't know. But I know what God promised me. God promised me that me and my children were going to be generational curse breakers and that my kids would be serving God with me and that we would be making generational wealth. And I'm like, well, how, Lord? Well, how? And a few months later, here he is, right here in the Limitless Church building. You know what I mean? So God is faithful. God is faithful, you guys. And there is a generational curse that your son will be breaking this upcoming week. Yes, yes. So my son will be the first male from my immediate family to graduate from high school, from a public school. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 y'all, y'all, y'all. On time from a public school with no children and no criminal record. Come on. That's a big deal. That is, for, it might seem oh, silly to some people, but for us, come on, man. Come on. Come on, Carlos. <laughs> Good job, baby. Good job. And we appreciate him serving, and he's been here. And uh, for me, it's just awesome to see him. Um, and see him here for you because we know that you've prayed and we know um, being a parent right now is not the easiest thing. Um, but as you said, God is faithful. So tell me, what was it like um, before you knew the Lord? So what, what was uh, pre-Jesus uh, Christina like? What, right, oh, y'all. wait, wait, hold on, wait. Okay, wait. Just not too much. I know. But, I uh, prayed that yes. the Lord would show me how to compact this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so much. Yeah. And so if y'all want to know more, we can sit down and chat because yeah, yeah. I got to kind of compact this, okay? So before, God, okay, before my walk with the Lord, BC. I thought, yeah, okay, I thought it was cool, you know, like I thought, you know, I, I was maintaining my kids, I was working, I was being a parent, I was showing up for them, but for some reason at night, I felt alone, I felt broken, I felt something was missing, you know, I was chasing love in all the wrong places. Uh, I was feeling unfilled. I would chase something and get it, and like two weeks later, I'd be like, uh. Like, it just wasn't feeling. There was nothing that was filling me. And now that I'm in the moment that I'm in, looking back at mm-hmm. that life, I could call it for what it is, right? Yeah. So I, I came through um, molestation by a family member, a really close family member from the very young age coming up. I didn't really realize what it was till a few years ago. Um, I survived a rape. Um, I was, I grew up in a, a kind of abusive home, alcoholic home. Um, 
And then, but those traumas also created me to be a liar, a manipulator. I was addicted to sex. Um, There was just a lot of stuff that I thought was right that was wrong. And I didn't realize that those were real issues in my life. But those were things that I struggled with. But in my mind, because of the trauma and the filters that it created, I thought I was living right. I was treating people right. I thought I was, right? Well, people I thought deserved it. Um, But it was like heavy. It was dark. Now that I'm here right now, back then it was heavy. And I didn't realize it was heavy because it was normal. See, I didn't realize I was broken back then because I didn't know what it was to be whole. So I thought it was normal to be just going through life. You know, we're always told there's no instruction book to life. You just got to get through it, do the best you can. And so I thought because I was doing that, that it was all gravy. And I did, I thought I thought I was doing better than my parents. I was present. I was this. But it still felt empty. It still felt empty. And there was something so unfulfilling about the chase. I would get it and it was cool for two or three days and then it went away and I was chasing the next thing. And it was like horrible. Yeah. I didn't realize how heavy it was until right now, you know? So what was it that you would say that brought you to this moment of accepting Jesus and and, and, uh, uh, this moment of salvation? Well, okay, so... This is a crazy question, right? Because it's really weird. When I was younger, I don't know how we ended up in this church. We ended up in this Pentecostal church mm, in West first, Sacramento. First thing right there. So, so we ended up here, and, and there's four vivid things I remember about that church. Uh, I remember our youth pastor one time, she was talking about being clean and cleansed from the inside, and she had this coffee cup, and she would wipe the outside. Okay. And, and she would show us the inside. Would you put your food in here or your drink in here and drink out of it? Like, so she, I remember her teaching the importance of inside out, cleansing mm-hmm. inside out. And then I, there was this other time. So this is where I knew God was real. There was a lady named, she came into the church by the name of Julie, and she was demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. And so I got to witness them commanding those demons out of her like mm-hmm. hey what's your name and her chest would raise up and it, it was a demonic voice oh, you, had even a, the you had a for real Pentecostal so, oh yeah oh yeah oh, okay. I had a oh, oh, yeah, for real yeah. one it was yeah. crazy she was in the middle we was back there there was people over us like it was crazy and so I knew from that moment oh this is real yeah. there's no way this could be fake yeah, if you walk out of that thinking it's fake you uh, that's, it was uh, crazy it was yeah. crazy and then there was a moment where uh, there was altar call, and I went up to the altar call. My brother was standing next to me, and our youth pastor and the pastor were praying over us. And there was moments, if y'all know Pentecostal, you know, tongues and interpretation. Okay, so there was that moment. And she lifted up my head. She put her hand on my throat, and she started crying. And she said, after the tongue, it was obviously God speaking, right? And he's like, I'm going to use your voice for my glory. Mm. That's all I remember. And I remember my brother got almost a similar prophecy over his life. And so I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to be a singer. I'm like, yeah, I love me some music. God, I'm going to be a singer, man. So I, I love music. I love to I worship. Mean, it wasn't specific, so okay. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, you're going to use my house. You're going to use my house. I'm like talking to people. I must be, I'm going to be a singer. Okay, but I, I never let that go. And then, uh, you know, and then I remember this, a Friday night uh, play we did, and it was heaven and hell, Mm -hmm. and you you can't be lukewarm, you go to one or the other, here's judgment day, woo, 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 cutthroat. Those are the, I remember those moments in that church. We left shortly after, and then I forgot about it. My mom and dad divorced, it was crazy in the home, and all of us just did did our things, okay? So here I am chasing, 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 chasing. And finally, I'm in my bed, and I'm so unfulfilled, and I'm frustrated, and I'm empty, and I'm like, Lord, I have all these people around me, and I'm alone. I feel like I'm inside screaming 
and nobody hears me. Mm. I feel so like, I didn't know I was broken, but wow. I feel something I don't even have words for what it feels like, right? And so I'm like, you know what, that's it, it's time. Like, I know what God told me. I reminded myself of the prophecy. Okay, Lord, you said you were gonna use my voice, so maybe the answer is just going back to church. Mm. Maybe I just need to go back to church. And I ended up, I was talking to this person at the time, and we ended up in, uh, it was, back then it was Sunset, but it's now Destiny Christian mm. Church over in Rockland. And that's where the beginning of the journey came for me. Wow. Yeah. So what, hey, but what has life been like since accepting Jesus? Are we honest? We could be honest here, right? Okay. We I could hope be like, that you let's wouldn't be lie honest. On the because <laughs> I feel like when I've heard some testimonies before, they talk about, oh, it's so great. You know, it's like, woo, you're saved and everything's good, but that's not the reality. Yeah. It's a bittersweet roller coaster. But it's it's so great, but it's crazy and it's emotional because when you finally surrender your heart to the Lord, there's work to do. Yeah. It's not just a oh yes. Woo, we're saved, and tomorrow I'm going to wake up, and it's all gravy. Like, we get that thing in our head, mm -hmm. and it's really not like that. Right. That's where God starts to do his work in you. He started to peel back layers, and he started to unveil my eyes, and he started to show me me. Yeah. That's where I started to learn where all these, because I thought I was a good person. But that's where I started to learn, no, Christina, you're a people pleaser. And I'm like, no, I ain't. And he goes, Christina, you're a people pleaser. No, I'm not. And then he shows me a scene from my past, and he's like, this is where it comes from. Ever since this happened in your life, you wanted to make this person proud, my father. You wanted to make him so proud of you that you would try to do things to get him to say he was proud. Mm. And that turned into a habit. So then that habit became a lifestyle. And you never wanted to say no to people because you didn't want nobody to be upset because it reminded you of a feeling when you were 15 years old that the father Whoa. made you feel like. And so little by little, and I'm like, whoo, and that's where repentance comes. Because God, and he does it in such a loving way. He shows you you. He literally says, that, no, this is what you're doing. But it's so loving because he shows you where it comes from. Yeah. But what's so good about God is he also gives you grace for the other person. Hey, but just like you didn't know, he didn't know. Yeah. Like, can you imagine what he was going through when you told him you were 15 and pregnant and you were his baby girl? Like, he didn't mean to make you feel like that. So have grace. And in every situation that God showed me, just like my rape and my molestation, my molestation was by a close family member, an immediate family member, and it happened for some time and some time. And I thought I erased it from my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's not there. You know, it didn't affect me. That was when I was, like, really little. It's cool. And the Lord said, Christina... I, I remember I was face down crying because I kept returning to an abusive relationship. And mm. I finally got tired. I said, Lord, I don't love this man. I don't want this man. This man is, I know you're, you don't want him for me, but I keep going back. Mm. Why? And he said, Christina, you're addicted to sex. You're mm. not addicted to the man. You don't want, you just said you don't want the man. But why do you keep, you're addicted to this. And I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. And it came from this. Mm. Because when you were little at your innocence, you were stained with the sexual abuse that stuck to you and it carried you along your way. Wow. But then he also had to give me grace and forgiveness for the person that was my abuser. Wow. And it was like, holy, mo in that same moment, it's like he heals it all. Like, yeah. hey, this is where it comes from. Recognize it, repent, and forgive the other person just like I'm doing for you. It was so gentle. Wow. So crazy. Like, and the walk of the Christian faith, it's like, it, he doesn't all heal it at once. It comes one layer after a layer after a layer after a layer. Whoa. And so it's like this, like really, like if you know the story of Joseph, you know, yeah. it, it's really like this. But at the same time with everything he reviews and he heals, I feel 20, 
20 pounds lighter. Yeah. So when y'all see me jumping around, it's because I don't got no more weight like that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't help. You can't help but be excited yeah. because when you see, you, I didn't even know I was in bondage like that. Yeah. I didn't know, but I did know my former life was heavy because yeah. I could barely walk. Yeah. I was running, but I was barely walking in my spirit. Mm. And so when God unpeels those things, it's literally a physical weight that you feel just off of you and you hear different and you see different and you love different. It's just weird. It's so weird, but it's amazing. It's the most amazing is painful thing I've ever been through. Yeah. Like, and that's the reality. It's painful. You got to revisit traumas, but if you're not willing to open your heart to that, you can't heal from it. Yeah. So you have to, you have to go through it. Either live with the weight or go through what God's trying to get you to go through. That's so, that's so yeah. much right there. That is so I'm, good. Because I mean, it's like he's been he's been a a, 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 a therapist for you. He's been a doctor mm -hmm. for you. He's been a healer for you. Yeah. And he's been through. A, even though all of these things happen and all of these things hurt, God is there still in the midst to walk you through mm -hmm. it. Whereas before, you felt like you were in it alone. God is like, no, we're gonna go through this. Mm -hmm. We're gonna go through this together. And I'm gonna heal you. Yeah. And I'm gonna make it so that you'll be able to minister to other people. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the singing thing didn't work out, right? Um, well, we're going to have a karaoke no, night, no, and no, I okay. think right. I could prove that. I think I could prove that, All PK. Right. So don't encourage her. Thank you, Ms. Jamie. So Everything's a beautiful sound to the trials, Lord. Trials, of course, as you, as you said, you know, going through all these trials, these situations, these things come and go. Um, one, short. What is a recent defining moment for you where you noticed how your relationship with Jesus has made a difference in how you respond? How it made a difference in how I respond. Whew. Man, there's like a real recent one. Like a, I'm talking about Tuesday recent. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I guess I could use that one. I was going to use a different one, but... I, man, there's, there's one I wanted to share, you know, like, uh, wait a minute, that Jesus made a difference in me. Yeah. So, okay. like, so for me, somebody might have cut me off BC. Yeah. And then I might have, yeah. Okay. But now since I love Jesus, I'm not going to cuss him out no more because that's the difference that God has made in my life. Oh, okay. So for you, has there been a recent defining moment where you say, I see how God has, has made a difference? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to use a Tuesday example. I was going to use one with my parents because I thought that would be more fitting. But now that you said the question like that, there has been a moment earlier this week. Actually, I just went through it. And there were specific instructions the Lord gave me. He said, you're going to go into this situation and this is how I want you to act. And it was very specific. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And so I go into this, this situation and I'm, I'm literally sitting here and there's accusations against me and there's certain things coming against me. And I'm yeah. like responding how the Lord told me to respond because see, I, I fear him now. I'm like, man, when my daddy said do something, I better do it. Cause if not, he's going to take his hand off me and I ain't trying to have that. I know what that life felt like. I ain't trying to go back there no more. So I'm sitting there and I'm like obedient to what the Lord said. Yeah. And it was like, 
there was, I, it's almost like I was in the face of the enemy and he was yeah. coming at me and he was reminding me of my sin yeah. and he was reminding me of who I was and he was trying to get me to believe I was somebody I wasn't. Mm. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, in all my strength, I'm smiling and I'm just like, in my heart, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm going to be obedient and I'm not going to comment back and I'm not going to defend myself because that was one thing he said. When it comes to you, leave it alone. I got it. And I had to trust I had to trust that. Yeah. And that was, I, now, if y'all know me, I'm, a, I'm the queen of the clapback. Don't you dare. Don't you dare come at me sideways. You, you were the queen I of was. the clapback. I was. I was. Okay, that, that was before. But see, now, a daddy got a hold of me. So I'm sitting there, and I'm biting my tongue. There's like a piece in it. Because as I'm going through it, there's a piece in it. I'm like, I know what God told me. I got to yes. be faithful to that. I can't, I'm not going to act out. I could act out. I could say something vicious right now. But I didn't, and I held my peace. Mm. I held my peace through it, and I was obedient to what God said. Yeah. That was hard, but it did bring me closer to him. Yeah. Realizing now, Thursday, I realized I went back and I had a laugh at myself because I was real petty after. <laughs> after on the floor, I kind of broke down. I was a little petty. And then Thursday, I had this breakthrough moment with the Lord, and he's like, this is why I had you be faithful to wow. what I said. This is why I told you. So I didn't, I didn't realize it right after. I was throwing a fit after because I'm like, Lord, you knew this was going to happen, and you made me bite my tongue. Yeah. What in the world? So I was brokenhearted after, like not in the face of what he told me not to do, but after. And then Thursday came. And I had this breakthrough moment, and I had to laugh at myself, but I'm like, Lord, you are, now I see why you had me bite my tongue. Mm. Now I get it. Now I understand. And it, I think it brought me closer to him because now I feel like if another situation comes up, I'm going to be excited to bite my tongue. Because you're ready. I, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm, I, now I know why you had me bite my tongue. I'll be ready to bite that thing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, and it reminds me of that scripture where it says, you know, he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. Yes. Vengeance is mine, I will pay. We have this thing where we want to defend ourselves and we want to justify ourselves. But there's only so much that we can do, but there's no limit to what God can do. And so we have this opportunity to not respond how we want to respond in our flesh, going back to walking in the spirit so that we won't fulfill the desires of the flesh, which is to preserve ourselves. But God said that we are to die to ourselves. And he said, don't worry about it. I got it because I can handle this situation in a way that you can't. If you try to handle this situation, then that's your reward. Whatever the results is, that's your reward. But when I handle it, it's totally different. And this is the last one I'm, I'm, I want to say um, as our, our worship team come. What would you say to someone right now, whether they're here sitting here, uh, whether they're watching the live stream, what would you say to someone who may be on the fence about whether Jesus is real and cares about the circumstances of their life? Man, I would just say, I have a scripture Okay, let me tell you, it's, it it's carries on from this thing that happened this week, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday. And so I'm sitting in my bed Thursday, and I have this breakthrough moment, and I'm thanking God for the outcome. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me the strength to bite my tongue. Thank you that now I see what you did. And I was having this moment, and I remember this scripture in, in Ephesians 1, in verse 5, and I love the way the, where's my phone? The ESV uh, oh, version. Oh, I got ESV right here. There you go. Um, because it says it so good, and it says uh, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family Mm. by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Wow. And the reason why that scripture hit me is because when I was going through this thing, 
When I hung up the phone to what was going on, I was broken. I called Lana and I was crying. I was shattered. My spirit was so like, Lord, why would you put me in this situation? Why would you, you knew this was gonna happen. You knew I was gonna hurt this way. Like, why would you do this? Like, why would you do this? And then I didn't feel his spirit around me. I felt like he made me go through this moment and, I, and then I was alone. So you knew I was gonna be brokenhearted on top of it. You knew I was gonna be shattered and then you leave me. And so in that moment, I had Lana and, and Mr. Johnson was in the car. He got into the car after. And it's crazy that I think about it because that scripture came to mind so strong because all my life, I disappointed my dad when I was 15. I broke his heart. I was daddy's little girl and I come home. He doesn't even know I'm messing around and daddy, I'm pregnant. I shattered my dad. You know what I mean? And because of my dad's pain, he made a comment to me that made me want his approval after that. And I never got it. To this day, I'm waiting for my dad to tell me sincerely from his heart, I'm proud of you. You did a good job. And I never got that. And I know my dad loves me now. My dad's a changed man. He's an amazing man now. But I never got that. It was always a desire of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Mr. Johnson gets in his car and him and Lana are praying over these. They're reminding me who I am, who I am. And Mr. Johnson, he starts talking and he refers to me as daughter. And he says, daughter, you're strong. You need to remind yourself. I'm going to start crying, Mr. Johnson. You should have been here. I know you're watching. I love you. Uh, and he referred to me as daughter and he said, you're strong. He said, daughter, you are built for this. And he said, everything the enemy tried to do to take you out the game, God's going to bring you through this too. And he said, I'm very proud of you that you held your peace. I'm proud of you, my daughter. I'm proud of you. And in that moment, I'm like, man, I started crying. Wow. At first, when I first got on the phone, I was crying because of the situation. But in that moment, I started crying because of how good God is. Because he knew that was a desire of my heart. And he knew I wasn't going to get it in the physical family. And he promised us an adopted family in him. And for the first time, I felt like I was referred to as a daughter of somebody that was a father figure that was proud of me wow. for the first time. And then I started to think about my big sister, Lana, and she dropped, literally, I could call her anytime she drops at the dime for me. And she's like, hey, sis, like, no, we gonna pray. No, we ain't gonna accept that. No, we ain't gonna do that. And then I think about Aunt Ruby, like, Aunt Ruby, she's like, no, my child, she, you know, I was expecting Ruby, my Aunt Ruby to have sympathy. She over here laughing. She said, girl, she go, you know what this this means I go about to do something big and I don't mean to be laughing when you're crying. But God is faithful and that means the enemy about to get his. Yeah. And she was so excited and I think about Sonia and I think about PK. Like literally God gives you a new family. Mm. Like literally. It's not like a game or a joke that God put scripture in the Bible like that. And with time you'll start to see that Limitless is a real family. Yeah. Like they're genuine. I have slipped up a handful of times in front of these people and not once did they bat their eye and look at me different, demote me from what they have me doing. They love you. They love you like God loves you. And they literally replace, God knew that we would have physical families that would hurt us and that wouldn't be there. And he promised to replace them. And I found them here with this family. And this last incident I went through, I went through some heavy stuff. This was real heavy for me. And God just proved faithful every time. And so if I were to encourage you, if you were on the fence, I would just say, man, trust God. Trust him with your whole heart. I know it starts in the mind. It got to drop to the heart. Let it drop to the heart and allow God to show you who he really is. Like, let him work through that mess. Like, let him work through the things. Let him heal all your past traumas. And just trust that God has a new family who's going to embrace you no matter what. Wow. Let's make some noise for Miss Christina. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, Miss Christina. Come on. Um, uh, Ryan, come, come uh, grab this. I want to just finish reading her, reading this scripture. I'm going to get you out of here right now. It says, uh, this is Ephesians 1, verse 3, Blessed be the God of the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoptions as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood. In him, we have the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mysteries of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fulfillment of time to unite all things in him things in heaven and on earth he says everything everything he says I already got it he says before the foundations of the earth I already called you my son I already called you my daughter I already had your situation taken care of and then before that he says I have already equipped you with everything that you need before you were even here he says that's how much I love you he says that's how much I care about you that's how much I care about every situation in your life that I would already equip you before you do you so my prayer is today that you would hear this testimony, whether you're here or you're watching this on the live stream, that you would hear this and that you would be encouraged. You would be encouraged that God loves you, that God cares about you, that he cares about every detail in your life. Scripture says that all things work together for the good. He didn't say all things would be good because we live in a sinful world and horrible things happen. But he said, my kids, my sons, my daughters, said, I will make sure that it works together for the good. He loves you, cares about you. He's there. And even in the moments when you don't feel he's there, he's still working it out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for the testimony of your goodness in the life of Miss Christina Vega. And so, God, we continue to lift her up, God, that she would be encouraging and emboldened, God, that in those situations and times that you would reveal to her when to, to share the goodness of all that you have done in her life. Because she's encouraged me. She's encouraged this church she will encourage so many more. And God, we know that she isn't the only one, that there are miracles sitting in this congregation and watching on our stream, that there's restoration and awesome things that you have done. And we can't wait to hear it, that we would be encouraged and that we would be stirred up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Hallelujah.